I was just thinking, I was going through my uh, YouTube, you know, like thing, you know, recommended playlist the other day, and it's a lot of stuff that I used to listen to in the radio on uh, ninety nine point nine Kiss FM in North Carolina, where I grew up, and like, I was like, man, I grew up listening to like literally like late seventies, really early eighties rock, even into the, like the early nineties, because <laughs> of where I grew up, in North Carolina, you know, right. But I was like, man, there's so much good music from that period of time. Like, there's so much bad music too, though. Like, you look at the, the one-hit wonders of the '80s. You're like, how was this a hit? Right. Like, what in the world? You know, even even stuff like that's like sacred. Like, you know, the safety dance. You're like, why is that a hit? <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, but why would I? You know, that is not something that I would kick out of my car and listen to. You know. But then again, I also put on you know like Loverboy sometimes. So you know, <laughs> some gotcha. ballads every now and then. You know, uh, which my kid hates. You know, when we go for a moment. But when you were a kid, what did you listen to when you were a kid? I mean, you were talking like when you were little, little. If your first yeah. memories of listening to the radio. My first memories is uh, like driving from one place to another with my mom in the car. And she would be listening to like Flock of Seagulls or something like that. You know, yeah. so at the time that seemed like like her old person music, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. Have any, and then like when you get older, you're like, man, I really like really like that you <laughs> I know, know? Like, like, I like genesis yeah i, I love genesis nowadays <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like it's uh but those things are it was just what was on at the time you know like even the like u2 uh and everything that i didn't necessarily appreciate then you know that was uh that was the kind of music that was kind of what was more mainstream you know uh, oh, i so, love yeah, you too yeah i cut my teeth when i my mid to late teens on youtube mm-hmm. like all those like sad ass songs you're mm-hmm. like oh you know, I had a buddy that he would play one from YouTube mm. over and over and over again. It's a powerful song. It's yeah. a powerful song, and you yeah. you know, as you get older, you listen to the lyrics. But back then, I was yeah. just like, then, then, like, like, I remember Disco Tech came out, and I was like, this song's awesome. <laughs> and then I listened to the rest of the album. And I'm like, this album sucks. <laughs> yeah. What the hell happened? You know. And then like there's stuff after that. I just never, I didn't really get, I didn't really get into it. It's and yeah, you know, a couple songs here and there. You know how to. Like how to build an atomic bomb, or whatever that one was, and right. There's a couple tunes here and there, but the only band I really that I listen to now that I generally like most of their music is the Gorillas. Yeah, you went to that concert recently. Yeah, because yeah. it's all like such a mix of different stuff. You know, the guys on the stage playing a freaking kazoo. <laughs> you know, and they're, which they're, is a very Jack Black thing to do. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's another one. His music is like hardcore rock. You know, thanks to people like Jack Black, you get like a lot of those rock and roll schools. Yeah. There's one in um, Berkeley here, and it's just like I drive past it sometimes. I'm like, man, I wonder what they actually do there. Like, you, you, I don't know if you can really teach rock. Well, he did School of Rock, which took yeah. place in Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, and they went to go see Kiss, you That's know, of true. all That's things, true. you know. So Kiss was, uh, the music was playing, but it was just before my time when it came to like being able to appreciate it myself. It was right around the time when, you know, uh, a lot of the movies were coming out that had like Kiss songs in yep. them, um, Animal House. You know things of that nature, but like it was uh, well, that was Twisted Sister that had them. That yes. was Animal House. So I, I do love that music, but like I was never like the I didn't know the names of the you know like didn't know Gene Simmons at the time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was also not on the radio my mom was listening to. If we're talking like early years, you know, like it was. Uh, but I remember, man, in the eighties, on my mom, 
having like the uh, the the Michael Jackson album on top of our TV, yeah. you know, all spread out with him laying next to like a what was it? A, a baby tiger. tiger. I've got that. Yeah, it was a tiger. That, that yeah, Thriller. I've got that album. Yeah, yeah. I've so, got that. I have my original vinyl from back then. I yeah. remember seeing Thriller on you know MTV. You mm-hmm. know, seeing you know and seeing uh, Bad. Was it Bad or uh, the one where they have like the switchblade fight? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't. But that I was know. all. Yeah. My mom seen. We used to we had a um we had a tape deck in our car. We still we we still listen to like Huey Lewis in the news mm. and stuff like that a lot. Like she would just yeah. let, let the tape run through. She loves Huey Lewis in the news. That and there was like you know. We'd make mixtapes by recording off the radio, <laughs> which yeah. is always kind of fun. And my my sisters were quite a bit younger than me, so you know sometimes you're listening to like you know the Fraggle Rock music, <laughs> you know like HBO. you know, can, yeah. No, you, it's like yeah. you know they, they, it's a tape deck. It's like you know, the Fraggle right. Rock read along book. I'm like, I'm okay, okay. Oh my gosh, you remember making tapes for girls? Oh yeah, oh yeah. mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, trying to do the the double. You had to have like a boombox with like the double tape thing. Yep, I, gotta, I was. Epically awful at it. Oh, I was I love making mixtapes. Yeah, I was I was epically awful at it, and because uh, the only time I ever really got into it is if there was like somebody I was trying to like uh, put on, and then you had to wait. So oh, yeah. I, so because I didn't have like a an, an, uh, my own assortment of tapes, like I had a cousin that had like you know those huge boxes that were mm-hmm. like two foot by two foot full of, of tapes, and I remember when people were selling their records to buy tapes you know yep, they're going yep. from that they were going oh, from yeah, one to the yeah. other you know now it's like the opposite now they're selling he, cds to try he to buy could do that i had to wait for it to come on the radio yep i remember recording <laughs> off know? the radio yeah, yeah. you do the request yeah. line late at exactly. night exactly yeah. you request a song you wanted to tape you'd sit there with your finger over the record button <laughs> yeah and i was so ridiculous you know like i actually called into a radio station once you know and i was trying to get i remember i was trying to get you know chris isaac's wicked game so like i called <laughs> yeah. it and i finally got in you know and the guy did the typical thing. He's like, hey, uh, he's like, what's the station with the the most rock or something? You're supposed to say certain things yeah, you know, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. And I didn't get put on the radio because I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I got, I completely brain farted because I couldn't even believe I was talking oh, to yeah. him. You know? We had, a baby, like... we had a babysitter who used to call in and she'd request stuff over and over and it got to the point where the DJs were like, is this Allison? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, God, that was crazy. I was ridiculous, but yeah, like waiting for something to come on the radio so you could push those the play record at the same times to oh, get yeah. it on there. Oh yeah, and then like I don't think I ever had a successful one. You know, I had a I, few I really didn't. here and there, but it was like it was really bad. We I remember, I distinctly remember being probably about I was want to say it was about seven years old. We were walking into the athletic field at my elementary school because they were having like a big like you know. Labor Day party or some weird party or something sure. like that. You know, it's North Carolina, so it's always warm and summer right, for the most yeah. part. And uh, I remember hearing Clapton playing. Yeah. And to this day, if I hear wah, 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 it reminds me of that <laughs> walking down those stairs with my family toward this big athletic field with big, huge box speakers. You know, kids running around screaming, you know. And one of the things about music is it does, it will trigger memories. There's, there's sometimes mm-hmm. you won't think of people for years. Either just you grew, you know, you grew away, grew apart from them. They moved away, whatever. And you'll hear like a song, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you'll be like, "Oh man, I wonder what the hell happened to that dude." And the song ends, and you'll think about it for a while. And then you know, nowadays, of course, we can whip out our phones like a Facebook. It's like, "Oh, that's what he is." Oh, he's an asshole, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, in general, like, you know, back then it was just like you know, you hear that song and you're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool," you know. Maybe record a little bit of it. I remember I had a, I had a tape deck. I found an ad actually, um, for a cassette player for a Sony Walkman. Oh it was like gosh. it was one hundred nine ninety nine on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, you know, big 
foam ear thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Back like uh, when it was like twelve ninety nine or yeah. I don't know, like twenty bucks. I don't know. Cause, you know, even back in the day, the uh, like video games were still. They seemed like they were twenty bucks to me. I don't know. Like, no, there's even like back. I buy them for you know? fifty bucks. Nintendo yeah, games. I bought yeah. Zelda and it cost me fifty two ninety five. Back I in the day. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I so still got like, that oh, Zelda game. But not that. Yeah, it's I'm crazy. Su- I'm surprised my save file still works. Cause that battery. Yeah. That battery's like you know. <laughs> almost 40 years old so yeah clapton's one of those ones who's like he can be surprising because you may not know you're listening to him because you could be listening to mm-hmm. 70s cream yeah, yeah, yeah and listen to a song like cocaine yeah and, all of a sudden and then you're the, like, huh. the next time you hear him he's singing a, a duet with bb king you know <laughs> yeah, the yeah, thrill yeah. is gone and he's yep. the one playing you know the major of course for lucille you know mm. that's only bb king playing lucille but like oh, you yeah. hear clapton it's like one of the greatest guitar players of all time you know just like ripping next to him because he went from from 70s hardcore you know rock and roll oh yeah to to blues you know like it, it, yeah. it almost seems like a drop of the hat to me because i missed the middle part he's one of those dudes know? too i like like he released the news i, I oh, really I wish i'd yeah. seen him like in person like you know the last really aggressively like like you know energetic band i think i saw honestly was bare naked ladies in the 90s any That's band cool. i've seen since then has been <laughs> they, they get up there and they play but they're older yeah not a lot of energy but bare naked ladies like they, they did that million dollar song and they were whipping uh, macaroni and cheese into the crowd. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have close up seats because everybody was orange. <laughs> it was a lot of mac and cheese. That's crazy. That's another actually, band yeah. that, along the lines of Huey Lewis, like Bare Naked Ladies, mm-hmm. is one of those bands that that's that style. You know, really nice, good backbeat, good music. Yeah. You know, every member of that band stood out. You know. And you have different aspects. You know, like you'll have horn, you'll have you know guitar, you'll have oh, everything. Yeah. You know. Which is exactly why, you know, 1985 made it into, you know, like Back to the Future. Yep. You know, oh, yeah, you had yeah, yeah, Back yeah. in Time from Huey Lewis and the News. Yeah. And I remember seeing, like, after the movie came out, I remember watching his video on MTV or VH1 or something yep. like that, you know, splashing water on his face, you know, doing his <laughs> thing, you know, like, you know, he's like waking up or something, you know, like it's, uh, and they say that those bl- are memories that we're talking about, you know, oh, like yeah. I just have those, those are vivid for me. You and know? they say like Springsteen is blue collar, but I think Huey Lewis and the News is very also blue collar. Very blue yeah. collar music, you know. S- Springsteen, when he talks about, uh, when he's like the, some of the major songs he has, they'll be about like Vietnam or something. Yeah, so it's exactly. a little bit older. You don't realize he's talking about Vietnam until no. you really listen to it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, what is it called? It's a uh, American, not American boy. But uh, where he's talking about being an American. American Pie? No, no. that's not him. No, no. it's uh, But that's about the Vietnam conflict and the guy coming back from oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and the, what he's going through. And I, I didn't put that together until I was an adult. Yeah, yeah. It's, you it's know, a, I just didn't. You know? Well, some of the songs are like that. You listen to them, you're like, oh, my God, they're talking about. Like, born doing, in the USA. Born I'm in sorry. USA, go yeah. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, they're talking about doing drugs and stuff. And mm-hmm. you're like, back then I thought they were just having fun. Like, you know, yeah. when you're a kid, you hear, you're like, this is a great song. And your parents are side-eyeing. side-eyeing yeah. And you're like, you shouldn't listen to that, you know. Eric Clapton singing about cocaine. I'm mm-hmm. just going all the way back. You're like, wait a. Well, that's pretty. I didn't know what he was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I didn't oh, yeah. understand that. Yeah. And then you had like the 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 uh, the odd garage bands that, like like Nirvana and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Made the grunge era came around. And I was like, oh, yeah. I dug it to a, to a certain degree, but some of those bands, I was just like, oh, oh god, you know, like what what are they talking about? Because I was so I cut my teeth on that '80s stuff. Yeah. So I liked that synth, like that you know Harold Faltermeyer the uh, the. The scenes, the theme song to Beverly Hills Cop, like that oh, to me, that, yes. synth, that synth sound is mm-hmm. awesome. You know, that's awesome. Oh, I it love it that is sound. awesome. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely well, is. Well, even the Spinners used it in, uh, not used it, but they, they did something similar in Spaceballs. For God's sake, that yeah. the, the theme song of the Spaceballs, they use yeah. a lot of synth. So, you know, even to this day, like I like the uh, the '80s synthwave music. It's pretty dope. Like, 
There's some like the Midnight. It's a really good band. Yes, I love the Midnight and FM eighty four. Yes, or something like that. They do a lot of the same stuff. Gunship, you know yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah, is exactly. Like, and a lot of those guys have gone and they've gone back and they found like original synth stuff from the eighties. They mm-hmm. bought the units, had them repaired and tweaked. You're you kidding know. me. That's no. how they do that. Yes, yeah, so some of them play. I mean, some of them do computer rep, you know recreations, but yeah. for the most part, the really serious bands they'll they'll buy that eighties synth synthwave stuff and they'll just. We, they have to build like go-betweens to connect it to a computer and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. But some of them just recorded straight onto a mic. I I came across them by accident. Um, I think I was on not YouTube. What's the, what's the other one? Um, the one I listen to all the time. Pandora, not Pand- pa- Pandora. Pandora. Yeah, 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 I was on Pandora, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was. We were in Florida. You know, this is before I retired. You yeah. know, and I was just. I think I was actually just cooking, mm-hmm. and I had something playing. You mm-hmm. know, and all of a sudden something from. Uh, it was the midnight from FM eighty four came on or yeah. something like that or so, maybe yeah. it was just and it was uh, yeah. and it, it just resonates with you yeah you're it's like something that, about that sound like that makes it's, you know that makes me happy it's very eighties <laughs> yeah, very eighties exactly. sound you know you yeah. just think, you think of like a you know, like an eighty four Corvette <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what man. I mean like just or yeah. like one of those Lamborghini uh, Diablo the white one you know the Countach the Countach thank you from Countach. the Cannonball yep. Run you know yep. yeah everybody had one of those on the yep. poster one of those. I absolutely had a white one up on my wall God, that's yes another I one. absolutely did yeah so that's one of those <laughs> movies I have to laugh because these people are you know that nowadays they get all like butthurt about movies and that and the other and they talk you know that's offensive like you have no it, idea yeah you, try co- watching Cannonball Run try making that movie Thank now you. try making Porky's now <laughs> Don Knotts never happened you know, or Dom DeLuise Dom DeLuise Dom DeLuise oh. you know uh, Burt Reynolds and uh, the Rat Pack the, uh, oh, you yeah. Both, oh yeah you had two guys from the Rat Pack in there you know uh, just just laying it on and of mm. course it was all adult humor oh it's so inappropriate too Oh, they kidnapped that lady. They, they kidnapped that girl <laughs> no. and they inject her with shit and knock her out. And it's like you're like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dom DeLuise is a, he's a treasure. I talk to his daughter-in-law sometimes. Um, Are you serious? No, not talk, not Twitter. We just tweet back. <coughs> we tweet back and forth. Oh my gosh, know. man! But it's just like because she's yeah. like she's a sweetheart. She was in um, uh, Stargate SG One. Was it Stargate SG One? Yeah, I want to say she was in an episode or two of that. Or Stargate Atlantis, one of the two. Was it? I don't know. I might, Sorry, Ann. I'm sorry. I've been drinking. <laughs> I've been drinking. I can attest um, he has um, been. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, like, every now and then, like, you know, I'll like, post something about Dom. Like, I miss his laugh. You know, she'll be like, oh, that's so sweet. I miss it. You know. And it's unique. Like, so many of the greats, there's something about them that's unique. Oh, yeah. You know? And that's that's definitely it. So his kids are were, like, major producers and directors of Stargate SG-1 that's when awesome. it came out. So they did an episode with Dom DeLuise in it. And it was hilarious because he's like the kids like I had to direct my dad. He's like, you know, my dad's like crying because I'm, you know, he's like his son's a director now, and he, oh he, he was like, Dad, get it together, come on, man, you know. But uh, and he was so funny because he ad libbed so much, and he, he was just a, a little light on that set, just making everybody smile and laugh, you know. And that's one of those things like how do you, you know, when you have that happen, like you know, then you got to go back to regular filming of the next episode. You're like, yeah. oh, something's missing. That's right. It's that's weird, right. you know. So, but you have to go on. You know, they. They did so that series went on for so long. Yeah, but but you look taking like looking at the outtakes mm-hmm. from Don. I don't know how they made the film. They, I know they had Burt Reynolds cracking up with his crazy laugh. Like, Burt <laughs> would just slap Dom. You know, <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah, they yeah. Would, it was and then Dom like cracking up and then everybody. It was like when you look at the outtakes, you can't believe the movie was made. Oh, hundred like, percent. Like, oh yeah, and you know everyone was smoking, drinking, oh, sure. and doing everything else. Oh, like, my it had to God. be a set from heck. 
Oh yeah, you know, I'm like, sure. I can't even imagine it. And some of that, I mean, there's a lot of people like I mean, that was Jack. The first time I ever, I think I ever saw Jackie Chan in an American movie. He was in that car with the jaw with the guy that's played right. Jaws. That's right. I forgot yep. about that. Oh my god. And he gosh, only spoke Japanese. He only spoke you know, right. Chinese. He spoke Chinese. And the oh guy from Jaws is in the car. He's, he's, he's like, ah, you know. Like, I was, as my wife says, I was uh, today old when I figured that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. can't believe that was Jackie Chan. Yeah, I thought the first time I saw him was a Bronx Tale, but that's not true no, at all. Yeah, that movie, it's, it's one of those things, and they get that blacked oh out gosh. car. Yeah. It looked like a... Um, like almost like the Wraith almost from like the, like I don't a, know. Yeah, it was square. It was like a Michu. It almost looked yeah. like a Dodge Omni or something like that, but it was all blacked out. It was it was, it was was awesome. The, you know that, you know, you can still look up on YouTube the opening sequence to Cannibal Run mm-hmm. and just hear... Oh, that the V12 engine? screaming down the road, you know, and the, the cops have, you know, when they go to chase them, they're in like this 1970s something, you know, like, like Ford LTD. Yeah, well, oh, they're in a Trans Am, oh, you know, oh, it's, it's, true. Uh, it's a highway patrol or something like that, yeah, and it's in just, the desert, yeah. that alone, I actually showed that when I was working at Home Depot, I was talking about this this movie and uh, the opening, I actually showed it to uh, a couple of the guys there, because mm. they're like, what are you talking about, this Lamborghini, you know, it sounds like. I'm gonna show yeah, you. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's one of those movies like um, Smoking the Bandit. You, mm-hmm. you, you gotta watch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, you know, stuff. It's other weird '80s stuff like you know, like Porky's and yeah, you know, even even Revenge of the Nerds to a degree. You know, you can kind of like you can miss that, and it's not the end of the world. And Revenge of the Nerds is is a classic, but you it gotta is. watch like Smoking the Bandit, Cannibal Run, that early yeah. early late '70s, early '80s stuff. You gotta watch it. That's like watching, you know. Like Star Wars, you're gonna watch sci-fi. You gotta watch Star Wars. Yeah, you know, you gotta watch some of the Trek stuff. You know, there's got to be a comparison there. Yeah, you know? exactly. You yeah, gotta be able to. Comp- yeah, because then new stuff comes out, and they could be like, you know, they're like the Fast and the Furious. This is amazing. And you're like, no, <laughs> you let me let me school you, boy. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna teach you. But I I think it's hilarious that uh, even that you're talking about like um, Revenge of the Nerds because I. I love that movie when it came out, you know. I didn't, you know, obviously you don't take a movie like that. It's obviously a comedy. You don't take it seriously. Oh, no. But just the way it was made, it was something that you could just, you could watch at any age, you know. And it's it's funny. There's lessons involved. People are getting high. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> you just see it's, uh, it's, it's just, uh, it was just great back then, you know. Um, a lot of those actors who never really went anywhere else except for there no. like that one who's the the big muscular guy who was like nerds he was in the second one I oh think yeah he, he was in the third one or something yeah like that. he was yeah. in a couple of movies after yeah. that and he played different barber he's actually very he's very like active in hollywood still but he doesn't actually yeah. act a lot i think he just was a loser but he's still out there he was on an episode of attack of the show once but he's yeah. very articulate i you like know? him though like i liked his character you oh, know yeah, like, yeah. it was uh it was it was very quintessential '80s when it came to the the tough guy who didn't uh, or the jock. And then by the end, by the like end of he it, did it you know, well, you know. By yeah. the end of it, he becomes a nerd. Yes, you know? on the second, the second one, or is it the third one? Yeah, probably the third one. Yeah, because it was well, nerd, nerds in college, nerds in paradise. Yes, yes, yeah. that's it. That's right. You know, and they're they're laying on the beach. They just found this huge cache of weed on this island. You know, <laughs> and they're like, "What if dog? Yeah, it was, Don was really cat." <laughs> you know, and it's blowing his mind. You oh know, yeah, while yeah. they're so high laying there. You know, it's like yeah, it's little o- things yeah, like that. Yeah, Ogre was played by uh, um, uh, Don Gibb, and I've seen Ogre, Don Gibb at Motor right. City. That's awesome. There's actually a picture on his Wikipedia of him at Motor City Comic Con, which I find <laughs> hilarious. Just walking around, he's got that big old beard. Yeah, but uh, I would love to meet somebody like that in real life. You know, because you, it's it seems small, but they haven't. We're talking about like you know music and other things that impact us as kids, and that is a. Oh yeah, it's a movie that's like movies, it's in yeah. your brain that mm-hmm. you that you you really can't think of not seeing after you've seen it. You know, it's because it's 
it is what it is. It's not something you force you. There was it's, a, got, it's got its own message, but like, I don't know. If and some of them have music in them, like that also stands out, but some yeah. of them don't. I couldn't tell you any of the music from Revenge of the Nerds. Techno. Remember they did Except all that for the, techno the, stuff. The, the, the electric it, yes. violin. Mm-hmm. Remember it was neon green, the guy was playing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, there was the Wraith. Mm-hmm. That was it. That uh, the Wraith. That's car. a. Uh, the, the name of the movie was the. No, no, no. The ma- the name of the movie. Uh, it was it the, wraith. the wraith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a Dodge M M4 S Turbo Interceptor. That's right. It was insane. I mean, I remember it being the most. Not even believing it was real. You know, uh, in the eighties, it was like some Hollywood stunt prop thing that they had. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was, it was a, so cool. Con, it was a concept car turned prototype for real. Yeah. And shot into popularity because of the movie. Right. Uh, but it was basically an 80s Dodge, Dodge special that inspired the film or whatever. So, but you know what was in that movie? was uh, Randy Quaid and Sherlyn Flint. Like, Sh- Randy I didn't Quaid. know Randy Quaid was in there. I know. But yeah. some of those, I mean, some of those people are so young. I mean, you yeah. look at, you know. Yeah, The Wraith is one of those movies that, again, I can't remember any of the music, but it stands out in my head as like a really good car movie. Yeah. Like there was a horror movie that used to play on TNT called The Car. Of course. You remember that one? Yeah. With that yeah. massive uh that massive car they had. And you see that It was like a fifties Chevy or something, or what was it? It was a seventies car. Sixties or seventies car? car was a okay. beast. Yeah, they have uh that thing shows up at uh car shows from time to time. You'll see okay. there's a couple of people that have those. But um yeah, it's pretty wild, like Yeah. As far as like the like Cannonball Run, you know, and Smoking the Bandit, there's a lot of music from those Smokey in particular, the guy that played the truck driver in that sung uh, "Westbound and Down." That's right. I can't remember his name, but I remember the I remember the basset hound yeah, that he had. Yeah, you know? yeah, and he and he sung that a lot. Like he was yeah. in demand, you know. And uh, that's one of those movies again. You got to watch. It's like some of the music from like you know from the seventies and eighties. You got to listen to it because like nowadays, when when these kids hear this music, they're like, you know, this is amazing. He's so inventive. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, no, he's this is like <laughs> he's inspired by this person. You know, in, in the case of somebody like Vanilla Ice, he just steal it you know he's still right. he's still like li- he's still, still doing construction does, oh. stuff yep yeah but he still know. lies and says he didn't take that from, from are you queen. serious yeah uh, he's a, he's a oh animal. my gosh the queen took it from somebody else too so you know of course but uh no it's a when you watch that movie you got to realize it is a southern movie you're going to hear southern rock uh-huh, or, uh-huh. or southern country from mm. the Late seventies or the early eighties, yeah, so like so, the deep Tennessee, so, deep South. You know. So keep that in mind. I know yep. you should know that when you're watching <laughs> it, but like just keep that in mind when you're wa- when you're watching it. And it's just it's so much fun. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and it's the, just absolutely so much fun. And the dude. music from that yeah. from that era really defined, I think, a lot of the. Um, well, I mean, if you think about like if you're if you're a director and you're directing a car chase, you're gonna pick a certain song. If you're not making up some song for your for me, you're going to pick a certain specific type of rock song or right. something like that. And that's the so- type of songs they play on the radio all the time. Yeah. And they would do that on purpose because they're like, well, the people watching the movie will remember that song, mm-hmm. you know, so that'll make them like the movie more. Or when they they hear that song, they'll remember the movie and they'll go buy the VHS tape. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know it, what I mean? It's it, a lot of movies, um, their soundtracks really kind of make the uh, or mm-hmm. give you that feeling for it. And, and I think oh, yeah. it's 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 as important, if not just just as important or more important oh yeah to have the right score to have the right music can you think of like so many movies that would have just been garbage garbage yeah you know like even going back you know we're, we're talking about the 80s you know like a lot of the sci-fi that's out there like i can't imagine star wars without john williams oh you know? yeah. like i can't how they convinced him to to take such a leap 
on uh, on this oh yeah this film you know and then make this music that like uh to the detriment of my wife who's sitting next to me <laughs> i still listen to sometimes i'm like oh. i got vinyl of the original <laughs> star yeah. wars they get all scratched up but i still got it <laughs> yeah it's uh it's just awesome because it 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 is the mood of what's going on mm-hmm. the same thing with with uh Dune or Blade Runner or you know well, that any original of these big ones. that original Dune movie in particular yeah. that the soundtrack from that the sounds like yeah. I mean they had put Dune out on Sci Fi Channel it's it's a really good miniseries it's long and they did Children of Dune as well right and it's long but I mean the music from that is yeah. like haunting and it's very yeah. well done and that makes that so much better I agree you yeah. know some stuff you know some of the music. From the eighties, like I remember, it was like you know, it's like sacrilege to say, like men and ha- you know, men without hats or whatever. You know, you know. That's not sacrilege. And you're man. just like, ah. it was part of it, though. You know, it was it still was, part of it. You I still think, heard it. I think men the, at work. Men at work. You know, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. think about that. Yeah. You know, like men at work, like the these guys again, uh, Estevez and Sheen. Mm-hmm. You know, the brothers. Which I think the first movie I ever remember seeing Sheen in was The Wraith. Mm-hmm. Could have been something else, but I didn't know who he was. That you know, came super, out before. Um, the cowboy one, didn't it? Young Guns. Young yes, Guns. it was definitely. But Young Guns was Estevez That's for the most true. part. It wasn't yeah, Sheen. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And yeah. I love that. And I, Bon Jovi, oh. you know, like, uh, are you kidding me? That song, uh, Living on a Prayer. Yeah, what was it? Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory, yeah, Blaze of Glory. Oh, my gosh, man. That's The acoustic version of that? It's insane. Yeah, I love that. I think everybody heard that song, like, and wanted to learn to play guitar. <laughs> Blaze of Glory is just one of those things that you, you, as soon as you hear the first bar, yeah, you know, you're yeah. like, you hear the first riff of it, yeah. you know, as you're just like, absolutely, you know. But again, it's generational, mm-hmm. you know. Like I, my, my son actually listens to. We were talking about Nirvana, yeah, you know, the grunge movement. You know, he didn't get, re- and I had had him listen to Nirvana before, but until this one video came out that had a heart shaped box in it, he was like, not really, he wasn't into. It. Then he heard heart-shaped box and i'm like mm-hmm. that's nirvana yeah. i've got more for you to listen yep. to he was old enough to really start listening to uh to that kind of music yeah my daughter has a playlist <laughs> on my uh my youtube she does uh, her my youtube premium whatever you can make playlists or whatever and her playlist is a lot of like 90s grunge which yeah. is kind of cool you know and the um it's funny because it's not like she's it was raining for a second um, she's old enough now to start wearing some of my wife's clothes from high school. So she's wearing <laughs> the, the, like, the flood jeans, extra wide jeans. Yeah, like, yeah. She's, you know, the baggy you know, band shirts. And I'm going out of my way to try to find band shirts for her, you know. Um, I found a uh, towed, the, towed the Wet Sprocket shirt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it's so yeah, beat yeah, up yeah. she can't wear it. I'm like, she's like, what the heck is that? I'm like, I don't know if you'd even like that music, bud. <laughs> it's like Rusted Root. It's one of those yeah. bands where you're like, <laughs> right. mm, uh, you might like one song. You That's know? true. You know. And a lot of those, uh, a lot of those bands had so much more music that was being put out on the radio, mm-hmm. you know. But this, the the stuff that was on the radio is the stuff that I like because that's what I heard, you know. So that's yep. what I, I relate to or I, I think of when I oh yeah when I'm talking about. Those, I mean, back you know? in the, when our age, we called the B side stuff that we that yeah. you never you never heard in the radio. But some of the B side stuff was amazing. Cool kids knew it. Mm-hmm. I was not a cool kid. No, I did not know me it. Neither. So yeah, no, no. I don't I believe my, that. I, I think my, you knew it. <laughs> I might. Why well, my cassette tapes yeah. and my vinyl tapes or whatever? But yeah, yeah that was like. We had a massive vinyl record collection. I've still got a massive vinyl record collection. I was going through it the other day because we're going to have a, a garage sale. I'm just trying to part with some shit. You know, I don't need like a bunch of Doobie Brothers still. And I don't need a bunch I of stuff. I want first dibs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see what you got, man. Oh, I yeah. got tons. But I came across my Flash Gordon album. <laughs> oh, my by, gosh, by Queen. It's man. neon yes. yellow with a big flash. You know? Yeah. And that's a good damn album. Like every song in that, you're like, I don't even care. I don't care what you're talking about. This is good. Listen to him. He's like, ah, you know. 
Flash. Ah, you're like, yes. I remember that. <laughs> and I, what I, what's funny about Queen it's is like, it took me until a lot later in life to realize that the entire soundtrack from Highlander, the first one, was all Queen. Yeah, the whole dude. Thing oh, was yeah. Queen. I had no idea. You know? was another, it was a great movie. And then the second one came along, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, exactly. They're Red all of a sudden, Sky, all of a sudden yeah. like, the Spanish guy's back. You oh, see Sean Connery, on, and now man. they're aliens. <laughs> another they're, Scottish Spanish they're, guy. They're space aliens, whatever. Yeah. And then the third movie came along, and they just disregarded all of that. They're like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Just ignore that movie. Yeah. You know? And then they made the series, which a friend of mine was really got into the series, and he loved the series. You Highlander know, he, the Quick yeah. Man? Yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah. dope. So that was so they kind of redeemed themselves. Let's say a funny story about uh, the guy that played uh, Duncan McLeod or the Clan McLeod. Yeah. So was it Duncan or Clay? Yeah, Duncan, Duncan was the, the was the in the series. Connor yeah. is the first one. So yeah. the guy that played Duncan hey. McLeod. It yeah. was one of the first times, it was the first or second year we were at Comic Con, and um, uh, they forgot to pick him up at the airport. Oh my god! So this guy's like showing up, and it's mind you, this is probably two thousand and. 2009, 2010, it's way yeah. past Highlander time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not doing shit He was still anymore. 90s famous for a while. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's not. He's like Tia Carrera at that point. Oh People knew him, but they didn't They didn't give a shit. You know, they're not doing any work. They're not even analogy. doing B movies. <laughs> gotcha. You know, they're doing like, you know, uh, Space Invader movies and mm. stuff like that. Uh, what was it one the Giant Bugs? The big Giant Bug movie? Oh, oh Starship Troopers. Starship, they're, yeah, they're doing like, they're doing like Starship cult Troopers. Classic. Or now it is. Can yeah. you believe it? But they're, it's a cult following. They're doing like yeah. Starship Troopers 5. You know what I mean? You're just well, like, I'll oh, say the first oh, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, freaking like, so the dude got left at the airport, and they, he called, you know, and was like, what the hell? And they're like, oh, we're so sorry, because they left with all the other celebrities. But oh, his, my God. His flight had been delayed, but they had, to, they had like, meatloaf. They had, like, a bunch of celebrities. They had oh, to get the hell out of there. Right. You know, because they're not waiting. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, they freaking, like, <laughs> they had to go back and get him, and he was just up. He was so bitter and angry. For that entire convention, and they they tried so hard to make it up to him, but he was just pissy. He left like really early on Sundays. Like yeah. he like calls his agent, he's like, "Send me a car," you know. <laughs> he was so pissed off, but because I mean, I don't think a lot of people even came to like to signing. Like he was there the same year. This this weird goofy looking dude was there, like and he was just waving, "Hi, how you doing?" And he was from like some '80s movie. He was a background character in a bunch of '80s movies. Yeah, he was in like Critters. And stuff yeah, like I that, you know, critters, yeah. some random background dude, you know. I know it sounds crappy, but I loved Critters. Oh, when Critters they, is when fun. They came out, yeah, it was awesome. No, oh, yeah. I like Critters one. I don't remember really Critters two, three, or seventeen. Yeah, but no, I remember really, yeah, I know. The first one was was great. I can't believe you're bringing that up. That's awesome. <laughs> I remember he was there and he was waving. Yeah, that was the year I met uh, Felix Sella, who was uh, in Buck Rogers. He, beat, 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 beat. he was in that. You're he was in that. Me. He was a little dude. He smoked like a freaking chimney. And Felix. <laughs> He was very small, even for yeah. like a, a small person. He was very, very, very tiny, mm-hmm. and it was, it was like you know, like a cigarette in his hand looked like a damn cigar. And wow. I remember stepping out back to to, uh, to smoke, and like he was out there, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on? How you doing?" And he goes, "Hey, what's up? I'm Felix. I'm really nice to meet you." And was, like every year after that, I'd see him step out for a smoke. I'd step out and we talk. And, and you're a big dude, man. So oh, that's got to be no, a very big contrast. Oh, it was awesome. Know? So, yeah. but Felix was there that year, and I remember Felix had a line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's, you feel bad because some of these people like. Like Erica Lenak, who was like so, she was from Baywatch, this beautiful blue eyed blonde haired bombshell in the 90s. And like she was on the cover of like all these magazines or whatever. Mm-hmm. And no one went to her table. You're kidding me. And that happens at cons. And a lot of these celebrities get really upset about it. But it's like, you know, it's not like like the chat. Like Shatner, like you yeah. pay, you pay him 50 G's for him to show up at your con and he still takes a cut. Yeah. 
you know, and he'll, you know, but it brings so many people into your convention, right? That it's worth it. People like Erica, you know, or, you know, and they just they don't they're not bringing people in. They're just they're like extra fluff on the sides. There's some people, okay, you know, like like Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah. I like to see Lou Gossett Jr. He I would was, love to see he Lou was Gossett so Jr. so damn handsome. Yeah. You know, he had a line of folks, whatever. But Erica Lenex, like, three tables down. Nobody's going there. People walking by, they're going, uh-huh, hey, I know you. I saw you naked. You know, but that's, like, about it. You know, like, like basically, like, you know, there's, like. You've got to look at the at your at your audience. you got to understand, know your audience. Yeah. They're not there for Baywatch. No. All of the people that are at a Comic-Con are at a Comic-Con who have a very – they're nerdy deep feeling, yep. yeah, but no, they have very deep emotions and feelings about the characters that, you know, that are in the sci-fi <laughs> like, fantasy world. You know, talking about Galaxy Quest, yeah, today. about Grabthar's, Galaxy Quest, it was by Grabthar's hammer. <laughs> You're just right, like, oh yeah. my god, it's just like Khan. And he fought it to the end, but when at the oh end, when that god. when the guy is dying, oh, he yeah. says, "By Grabthar," like so they're both crying. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah so was, he believes. Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's people. There, there are people <laughs> that get into it, but yeah, you, I mean, and the thing is, I think a lot of times that was that was fairly early still in the in the heavy con heavy comic con like visiting it where people weren't really sure what to expect what to do okay tia um she was there one year i call her tia because i know her so well um so tia carrera was there <laughs> and she's you know still dropped it gorgeous you know just she got like super high heels on and the straps are like these thin spaghetti straps that go all the way up to her thigh she's like she must have taken her like an hour to tie those like each <laughs> shoe on and you know she I'm walks sure in and she's like da, 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 da. she's got like her handler walking with her, right? Which is some vo- poor volunteer kid. He's like, please don't touch her, uh, you know. Please back away from Miss Carrera, you know. My balls haven't dropped yet. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors and or things we think are really cool. You mean you have an Atari video game system, but not Atari Missile Command? Well, then you must have Defender. Great game. Or a challenge like Star Raiders. What about Yar's Revenge? You gotta have Berserk, right? And Atari Space Invaders, a classic. You don't? Come on. An Atari system without those games? That's like having a stereo with no hit records. Hey, this is Paul Ritchie, and you're listening to Don't Feed After Midnight. But the rules don't apply to me. Feed me anytime. Is my wife coming? Yeah. Where's my wife at? Hey. He's moseying in. Hey. <laughs> what are you doing? Come in here with us. Is it too smoky? Ah. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You come spend time with us. Um, we had Tia Carrera showed up. Kelly and I were just visiting the con at that. No, I think, no, that was that was the first year we tabled there. And uh, she, I remember seeing her walk in. And it was weird because like, she'd go to the bathroom or whatever. And they didn't have a separate bathroom yet for... The celebrities, or if Oops. they did, she just wasn't aware of it. So she's like walking to the bathroom, and there's this trail of like four or five guys just following her. Oh and she God. stops and spins around and stares at them, and they all stop and like <laughs> look away. They look up in the air, or they look down, or whatever, you know. And it was just really weird because she didn't have anybody like guarding her, you know, whatever. And some dude, I remember at that con, some dude presented her with a samurai sword. Are you kidding me? He, he came up and he got on his knees and he pulls the sword out and they presents it to her. And I'm thinking to myself, what movie was she in? Was That's she what in? I was thinking. I'm like, what is that? From? She was in like that. World? No, she was in that pre Conan the Barbarian movie. Yeah, she was. Yeah. With the guy that played Hercules, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like something Call of Atlantis or something like that. Call the Conqueror or something okay. like that. I think it was Call the Conqueror. And I was like, That's the only movie I remember her being in where she had a sword like that. Hmm. And that was like sci fi channel shit. So like okay. 
that guy like really was uh <laughs> reaching into the what he presented with a sword or whatever you know and she's like thank you so much okay okay you know i'm like i remember <laughs> laughing i'm like oh my god and years later I, we saw her again at a con i was like I do present you with her she's like oh my god yes i'm like what did you do with that sword she's like i had to leave it at the airport i can't take that on a plane yeah. like you know she's like what do you do like i like to check a sword you know like and you know i mean nowadays you might be able to do it because there's so many people that do cosplay and shit but like you know you're right it's so weird you're not really black mamba you know sitting there on your plane coming from okinawa yeah you know, yeah with, yep, your, yep. with your uh, with your brand new you know hattori hanzo sword mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> That's it's not very, a reality. <laughs> it's very funny. But people do that all the yeah. time. We were talking earlier um, about Brent Spiner getting – somebody gave him that script. And poor Brent was like, okay. You know, and I won't, I won't say out loud what Brent did with that script. But, you know, it was like these – a lot of people go up to these celebrities and they, they're giving them gifts and shit like that. And you look at them and you, you're like, oh, my God, dude. Like at one point you were like – you could write your own ticket in Hollywood. Yeah. You could walk around and do whatever you want. And now it's like now it's like you're doing Comic Cons and yeah. people don't give a shit. But some people do. But mm-hmm. sometimes they're extremely awkward, <laughs> right? And it makes it weird, you know. So now you have like the, the good comic cons, like they cultivate their staff and they cultivate the people they bring in. So you don't, you know, you're not making, you're not putting, you're not putting the celebrities into weird um, positions like that and making them right. feel bad. But you're also not making your staff feel bad or the fans feel weird because there's some poor dude by himself at a table going hi, you yeah. know, trying to get people to come over. Well, we saw what what's his name at the little comic con that we went to here. Uh, he was in uh, Heat. Uh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah. It's, so, like, it's when you guys came to Motor I know, City with us. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, know, yeah. I know him more from Machete. Heat. Machete. Yeah, than yeah. I do from Machete or the stuff he did with Tarantino. Oh, my you God. You know, like, I know he did, like, a lot of stuff with, with those that guys. That man. So that tells you you can be there, you know, that you should be there when you do those kind of He's so wrinkled. He looks, yeah. like, a, oh, he looks, he looks like an old, like, I'm not going to say what his skin looks like, but he looks like he needs to be stretched and steamed a little bit. Like, he, He's so bad. I'm just saying. At the same time. I'm just saying. Like, you go punch him and your fist would disappear like you're hitting Clayface from D.C. To, you know. Just seeing him there was awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. There was a, it was a long line, and we weren't, you know, we were there, you know. We were sometimes looking for our son who was hanging out with your daughter. Trying oh, to yeah. Where they were at. I was spending my money. So it wasn't something where, yeah, no, <laughs> you know. Those shits and spending and your money, were, too. But just being able to see him there, I didn't need to stand in line, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It was just really cool because I've never seen the dude. You know, in real life, you know, so those kind of guys who I like that, yeah. have such a broad, you know, acting career. You know, oh, Coco was there. Guys. Coco was there with Ice T. Coco? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I, I, no, but but she did. That's the, but pe- people would... lined up to see her because wow. I, well, not, I was a night Ice T. Um, I don't know. We go pause right here. We'll edit this shit out. But Danny is a uh, a lot smaller than you think. Oh yeah, but oh, at yeah. the same time, it was. Like I said, it was just awesome. It just felt good to be there and to see the guy doing his thing, you know. Comic Con or not, you know, like if I if I could have paid him more money to be there, no, it was Ice T. Yeah, never mind. It was yeah, Ice T. So, okay. but Coco. So remember, Coco did nudes. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you got Ice T sitting there. Yeah. And I remember walking by and laughing because Ice T sitting there and he's smiling and laughing, and people are walking up to his wife. With like full like butt shots of her asking oh her to God. sign it, oh, wow. and like you got some balls in front of the man's, yeah. in front of the woman's, the woman's husband. You go to his wife and saying, "Here's a picture of your butt. Can you sign it for me?" Like, what the <laughs> hell? Are you? That's ridiculous. But yeah. it was fun. He had a big long line, didn't he? Yeah. You know, I love stuff. That's one of the funny things about cons, but you don't see musicians there. No, you I didn't don't. see any. Yeah. And it's, I think it's because musicians at some point they just. 
they don't really have to. They can still play shows. Right. And make money that way. You know, or they res- retire off the residuals, whereas some celebrities, you really can't do that. Yeah. Especially if you were, like, sci-fi channel famous. And shit. You know what I mean? You don't. Right. You'll have residuals coming in, but not a lot. You're, like, like five bucks a month, ten bucks a month. Yeah. It's not a lot of stuff because nobody's watching your shit anymore. But what you're, you're talking, you know, there's always a genre mm-hmm. that's going to be listening. So there's always some radio station. There's always something that's going to be playing. Oh, yeah. The, the music, the, especially the popular music from the 80s and 90s and stuff like that. Like, it's just it's just there. I don't know whether how much they get for uh, for Pandora or for all of the other stuff that's out there. But I, the, yeah. the radio, it's still like now what we used to listen to is called classic rock. It's crazy. <laughs> I know? know. It's ridiculous. You know, but uh, well, my buddy Dan, Hush yeah. Carlisle, Dan, um, you know, he's it, depending on how your, your contract is, is set up and put together, like. Mm-hmm. You don't get a whole lot of that stuff. Like the companies take a lot. When you first yeah. sign in, sign up and do music or, you know, like movies and stuff. A lot of times that initial contract just to get your foot in the door to get them to start <clears> advertising <throat> for you and pushing you, you sign away like fifty percent right off the bat. Oh, okay. You know, you sign away like half your shit, and you sign away more than that later. And then once everybody takes their piece, you don't get a lot left. You know, I mean, Dan was Dan did the Contender. He did stuff with Eminem. I mean, right. Dan was a huge, huge, huge. He's still big in the you know Detroit. You know, uh, rap, you know, um, uh, market scene. and scenes, okay. yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah, And he's touring again now with Bobby J from Rockaway. They they have albums out and they're like, they're kicking buttons, ridiculously good music, you know. But it's like now it's different because now he doesn't have some giant company sucking all his money away, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm so happy for him. You know, that stuff like, it's fun. It's fun to see musicians <clears throat> actually be able to make money off their art, yeah. you know. And you don't see that a lot, like. Back in the day, remember the like with Elvis, like uh, yeah. was it Elvis, yeah, Elvis, Elvis couldn't even leave the country because his his manager wouldn't let him leave the country because he was afraid like he he and the record company were afraid they wouldn't get any of the money or something weird like that. So Elvis never toured. That. Elvis never did Europe. Huh? Never toured anywhere. Healthy, uh, hence he ended up in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> That's apparently extremely luc- lucrative, by the way. Like, yeah, I like hear Britney that. Britney Spears does it, and she banks. You yeah, know. yeah, I hear but, that. Yeah, this but is you're you're selling out shows. You're selling out. Oh places. yeah, 100%. you know it's a it's a it's like Disney World where it's a it's like an adult theme park where you're mm-hmm. going there and you're bringing those people in. I oh heard, yeah. What was uh, who sang the Titanic song? You know, like uh, Celine Dion. Celine yeah. Dion, I think, was killing Vegas for so long that she just does whatever in Canada now. Doesn't even have to show her skinny face anymore. She don't care about nothing yeah. anymore. Exactly. She goes down there. She got her neck, her turkey neck hanging, looking like te- <laughs> yeah. looking like testicles, and she's just like I'm a man. She's singing, and people yeah. are just like, oh, it's Celine. And meanwhile, her neck is testicles dancing. But, but she, she was don't care. killing it for so I, long. You know, like, they make so much off that. And I'm your like wife a, didn't realize that, how bad yeah. I was. My, my <laughs> wife always says I'm lucky our kids are not nice because I'm so mean to people. I'm like, look at you, ugly little baby. Well, I'm, like a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible so person. Sometimes, yeah. oh, I just say it. Yeah, I mean, I won't say it out loud. I don't want to hurt they, their feelings. But I just some, feel like some people got movie. ugly babies, and Celine Dion's got yeah. testicle neck. It's okay. <laughs> Unlike a movie where it's like you want to see it, you might see it, you know, like every now and then, you know, like if it's a popular movie, you mm-hmm. know, even from like the eighties or nineties, you know, like uh, music is different. Music is something that you listen to that because you remember that decade or that that yep. set generation. Big so time. It's, so the fact they're not getting paid for all of that is sad because uh, it's, it's if weird. they're not, you some know, of them, yeah, some of them get shitty deals because I mean, it's so it's something that you do listen to on a reoccurring basis. You know, it's not like you're going to listen to that and. Uh, and just not have to think about it because you know it, you know you love it. You know it's one of those things. Yeah, it's and the, the type of music I listened to growing up, like because of like 
the area I grew up in, because I had younger siblings, and mm-hmm. my, you know, and the type, the type of stuff my mom and my stepfather listened to, um, white guys, cigar sure. <laughs> they, uh, like, my taste is a little bit different in that, you know, like I like, uh, I like Huey Lewis and News, and I, I don't know any of my friends that like him really. They're just like they're okay besides you, obviously, you know, yeah, you like dig him, but yeah. they're not like, yeah, Huey Lewis. And sometimes I say that, and they're like, who? I'm like, like my wife does not like Huey Lewis and News. She thinks I have horrible taste in music. <laughs> And we, we share some stuff. Like, she likes, you know, is she still staying over there? No, no, she's out. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but um, we're in the garage recording, by the way, and I, I got the door open, so I can't see if she's here or not because I'm around the corner. For those of us listening not watching because nobody's watching because it's all audio. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, freaking, uh, like, she likes Pearl Jam. She loves Pearl Jam. So, I don't, I like Pearl Jam, and I, I like the, what everybody hates on, STP, Stone Temple Pilots, because everybody's like, you're I ripping like off STP. Pearl Jam. I like STP, it's fine. Everybody back in the 90s was saying, oh, they're just ripping off Pearl Jam, but I, Yellow Leadbetter is one of, like, I love that oh, song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the type of stuff that would go on in the background stuff. while I'd be in my car driving, you know. Exactly. God, it was, and, and the thing is, is like, you get, to, we've gotten to a point now, too, where, you know, some of these bands are, like, complaining that, you know. This guy stole my song, or that's derivative. That's derivative. Like, mm-hmm. There's so much has been written now, and so many. Like, this one guy got sued recently. Oh, the redheaded kid from England. Oh, I know right. What you're talking about. Jerry Styles. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Marvin Gaye. I was gonna say Al Green. Yeah, Marvin Gaye. But yeah, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is like, so the beat that he was using with that piece of music, that's a common chord step or yeah. whatever they say, but that all musicians use. Right. So yeah, it sounded like Marvin Gaye. But Marvin Gaye did stuff that sounded like somebody else because that's a common yeah. type of thing musicians do, up and down the scale or however. I forget how that was explained to me, but you know, and that, that makes sense. Once I thought about that, I was like, yeah, I guess there's only so many ways you can go up and down the scales because you're making the same tones unless you like drastically alter it some weird way. But if you're writing a song, you're like, this is how it needs to sound, you know, whatever. You shouldn't be worried about if it sounds like STP or it sounds like freaking, you know, Megadeth or whatever. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Write your music and just say, yeah, this is mine. And if it sounds like something else, whatever. Because at this point, a lot of shit's been done. It's like the movies. Almost every movie you can possibly think of has been written. Yeah. You know, and even those are based on, even Star Wars is based on, you know, Arthurian tales. Yeah. So you're not, nothing is going to be new or completely your own, you know. I, I almost challenge you to come up with something that's new. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, even in philosophy, they say that every story has been written. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. uh, it's one of those things where like you know there's you can base it off of and you mm-hmm. can premise it you know and do all of that stuff but it's uh, when it comes down to it you know yours just saying it in a different way that appeals to people but the story look at track the beat the riff you know, it, whatever it is it's yeah. uh there's going to be things about that that are not yours because they influenced you oh yeah look at the, look at look at track though there's yeah. only so many ways you can tell the the certain storylines or certain ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, and like one of the biggest complaints of Discovery, of the Star Trek Discovery series, was that they were rehashing shit that was done on Next Generation, or next, you know that was done. But it's just, there's only so many ways to tell these stories, and it doesn't make them any less entertaining no, either. It's a formula that works. You can't. Some people like to die on hills. Right. Yeah. yeah some people true. like to be offended. Some people like yeah. to say that their shit is the best shit because of this, that, and the other. They they're like fascinated by an actor or an actress or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, it's like those are the people. Like no matter what you do, you're never gonna make them happy. They're always gonna be offended. And the same thing with music. There's always gonna be people, gonna be people that are like, "I did that first. It's like, well, good, good for you. Yeah, that's great. What do you want yeah. a cookie? Right. You know, like just get you're a grown ass man. Get out of here. You know, like, you know, people are gonna write music that sounds like old music. 
There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You just need to flow with it. The flow with it. I mean, now if you're talking about like specific lyrics, like rap lyrics or something, yeah. Right. If you if you sing a freaking song that sounds like Run DMC and it's only off by like like a little <laughs> bit here and there, like it sounds like Run DMC because yeah. that's how they wrote the damn music. Call you know, yourself a cover band at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but like otherwise, you know, that's just it's just how. So I don't. Yeah. I try not to get too upset about shit like that. But you know, I'm also not in the music industry. Like I'm sure, like you know, like if I if I was a musician who wrote a song and somebody put out a song that sounded just like it, I'd probably be a little butthurt too. But like from the perspective of a fan, I don't care as long as it's good listening. You know, like yeah, <laughs> you know, it is. And if it's it's something that works, it's something you like, then of mm-hmm. course it's going to be. And everyone is going to be influenced, you know, by somebody because it's they. That's the things that you love. Well, going back to yeah. like the uh, '70s and '80s shit, though, like I don't think I've heard anything like Westbound and Down. <laughs> you know, well, that was also that's very specific. Yeah, and if right? you hear Westbound and Down, which isn't Smokey and the Bandit, mm-hmm. then it's a it's very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you would have to recreate, or the band that does that is going to have to be Southern rock to its core yep. to do something of that nature. You know, yeah, it's interesting how that works. But so, yeah. so, so, I guess with rock and roll, if you're using the same instruments. Mm-hmm. It's easier to accidentally copy or sound like another band if you're using the same right. instrument, same tones, same beats. You know, and that's gonna happen. There's so many bands, there's so many people in the world, so many people thinking of different things. You know, because sometimes it happens with the '80s stuff. You'll hear a band, you'll hear, you'll hear a song, and you're like, "That sounds a lot like that song." Is it the same band? It's like, "Oh no, it's a totally different band." Oh, you know, but <laughs> I bet you they were pissed. But then you find out they were owned by the same record company, so that's why they did it because they the, some record producer somewhere. Is getting told by the executives, make something like this. I want right. it to sound like this. Sound just like that. You know, and the producer's like, fuck, I can't make it sound just like that. I got to make it sound a little bit different. Right. I mean, I, mean, I, get, I don't, who only knows, who knows how many times that happened in the background? Yeah. Those little side deals were like, we want you to be just like NXS, but not NXS. It's I like, how the hell do I do that? I love NXS you know? too. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're talking 80 stuff, you know, you talk the, the European versus the American mm-hmm. stuff, and it's just like, all of that stuff just uh, it, that stuff resonates with me for sure. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I grew up listening to some really wild stuff, and it's funny we try to pass it on to our kids, but like you know, they're mm-hmm. as far as I've been able to tell so far by my fourteen-year-old, if I say I like it, she will ninety percent of the time just dislike it because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true about you know lots of different things, but as she's getting a little bit older, she appreciates appreciates it a little bit more. Right. You know. Um, and I think it, the nice thing about like folks like us is like we have good taste, and generally I like to think in music and stuff like that. We're not like, you know, listening to bagpipe rock and roll, and you know, like right? just, I'm just listening to like like church pipe music, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Speaking of which, you ever do you ever had NPR on at, at the evening? Not NPR, um, the Canadian station. They'll go from like jazz, no. and all of a sudden at six o'clock at night, it's they they church music but it's all like the organ music no so like all of a sudden no, you, you listen to the smooth that. jazz and all of a sudden it cuts, cuts it's called pipe dreams oh my god and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> da, 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 da. you're like oh my god what the hell is that and it's like it go it, like the music goes on for like 20 minutes sometimes of just some dude playing a pipe organ like, oh my god it's horrifying you I, know yeah i have such a broad of such a very broad like like of different kinds of music i'll go from anything for everything from like uh, disturbed or Metallica to uh, Marvin Gaye, mm. Al Green, uh, all the way to Miles Davis or Charlie Mingus, you know, Sounds, for jazz. You know, it's it's just, it's out there. It depends you know? on the mood you're in, you know. It I put absolutely on, does. And these guys are all mood setters. I put on Spike Jones uh, uh, <laughs> the other day for yeah. Helen, and she loved it. She was like, <laughs> I was like, this is like a cocktails for two. She's like, mm-hmm. why is he going, you know, I'm like, it's Spike, it's Spike Jones. 
It was from the 1940s, honey. Like, that's, <laughs> right. that's Spike Jones. She's like, this is cool. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I put it on my, for, for my 14-year-old. She's like, what is wrong with you? You're like, what's going on here? I don't want to be seen with you in public. You know? Yeah. But I remember getting a Spike Jones tape when I was like eight, and I thought it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's one of those, again, again, different, you know, that's even, that's way before even us. It's like our, when our grandparents were like in their 20s. Yeah. You know. But again, the music, you know, the only music that I think that hasn't really transferred forward that much is the stuff from the 1920s, you know, that flapper kind of music. Yeah. Just because that was borderline, you know. It was unique to their time. Yeah, kind of very defined unique. the music that was there, but it doesn't translate No. Now, There's some you know? niche bands that mm-hmm. do it, but it's really rare. There is a band that does that style of music, but they sing modern songs. I, I've seen that. The The... They, I've seen it on YouTube where yeah, they, she dresses up, you know, like she's wear, like she's the flapper, and it, yeah. and it's a good band, but it's it's a good band because they do modern, you know, renditions of that kind of thing, you know, and it's actually it's 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 nice. I, I like, like that it. stuff yeah. every now and then. It's kind of fun. You'll hear somebody singing, uh, uh, oh, like, uh, like a, I forget what they were like, uh, Give the, me a hint. the clown, the, the clown guy did it on. Uh, Freaking like the America's Got Talent, I forget, but you know, it's a diamond in the rough. But she's singing it, and she's singing it like a 1920s flapper girl or a 30s Mm. flapper. So it's really kind of neat, you know, and like stuff like that. There was a there was a girl that sung a Bon Jovi song like that, but she sung it in like a 1930s kind of style music, and it's neat. Yeah, that's you know, so she sung the lyrics in slightly different Hmm. tones, different different tempo, but stuff like that's kind of fun. But that's again, that's that's again niche, you know. Yeah, I love stuff like that. One thing you know, uh, I think is kind of fun to put on sometimes is just like the old TV uh, theme songs. A lot of them, especially the Desilu stuff, were written and, and performed by the same bands. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. so, you, I mean, not just I Love Lucy, but, you know, mm-hmm. um, my favorite Martian and weird stuff like that. They're all <laughs> like uh, um, My Three Sons. Oh, my gosh. You know, stuff the Beaver, like, My yes. Three Sons. Yeah, so that yeah, music, yeah. A lot The of Nick those, at Night yes. you know, group. Yep, yeah. so that music, you know, um, was a lot, a lot of times put on Donna Reed. By, yeah. the, by the same bands, they were just you know, studio bands or whatever. So, <laughs> kind of fun to put on every now and then. But yeah. again, that's very specific. But I, I like like because I grew up with it, you mm-hmm. know, watching with my at my grandmother's house on uh, TNT. I think it was like every year they would do a Bond marathon, you know, James yeah. Bond marathon. Yes. And you've got Nancy Sinatra, you know, like singing the Bond songs, and there's another one who sang like she was like in three of the movies. She was saying the the lead to it. It was like I can't remember her name, but like. It's just that it's that sound, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can listen to it now. I'm the only one in my family can. You ever seen? Con- you ever see Condor Man? No. Condor Man Condor was Man. a Disney movie. James Bond funny movie about You're this, this me. Ca- cartoon artist that basically <laughs> was a super spy. You need to watch Condor Man. It's mm. hilariously weird. But I don't know. I like that's what it was again. You know, kind of funky weird one. But yeah, the. Uh, Music, music wise, like I don't know. As, as we go forward, like I, modern bands, like the only modern band I really think of that I, I listen to, because I don't listen to modern music really at all. Right. Is like Five Finger Death Punch. I like Five Finger Death. And Punch. And I think it's the, yeah. that's the newest one I really listen to. Yeah. There's some country music out there. Um, there's a dude recently that I, I started listening to, and he's he doesn't do interviews at all. Hmm. He doesn't do podcasts, and um, like he does. Uh, what's the name of that song he does? Um. Uh, oh, his name is Culture Wall. He's a song called Kate McCannon, and it's basically about like, you know, really poor 
uh, people in the South and the dumb and bad choices they make. And right. he talks about him, you know, falling in love with this girl and going to work, you know, seven days a week to save up his money to buy her a ring. And then by the end of the song, he puts three bullets in her. Wow. Because he finds her cheating on him. Because okay. he's, he's working so much, right. he's never home, so she falls in love with somebody else. Hmm. It's a, one of those songs, it's like a tragic song. And the way he sings it is so sad and like deep. But it's not like depressing deep. It's just like that southern, you know, deepness or whatever. But right. I, was, I was listening the other day to, uh, what's the other one? Copperhead Road by Steve Earle. Oh, my god, That's another one, Copperhead yeah, 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 Road. Yeah, Steve that, Earle. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and then, you know, like it came up the other day. And I was trying to explain to Charlie and my daughter how um, different, like, some actors will try their hands at music. Mm-hmm. And, uh my Girl Likes to Party All the Time from Eddie Murphy was one of my choices. Oh, yes. And it's a good song. I did not know that was Eddie Murphy. It's Are Eddie Murphy. Uh, no, I did it's not. It's a so good song. My wife, again, is, is my memory sometimes. She's like, uh, you know, she, she'll tell me, like, it, yeah, that's Eddie Murphy, you idiot. And yeah. I'm like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> and it's a good song. Like, you listen to yeah. you're like, Eddie did a good job. Yeah. You know, he was one of those dudes that, like, when uh, – when Dice started getting all the, the crap, Andrew, Andrew, Dice, Andrew Dice Clay, Clay when they, <laughs> they they were shitting on oh, him big time, really? Like, no, they MTV like, like huh. would not they got banned from MTV for doing mm. that really racy set. Mm-hmm. All these people were shitting on him. He was feeling kind of down about him. He's still making money, still selling out stadiums, making tons of money, but feeling real crappy about himself. Right? Freaking uh, Eddie loved him, and Eddie stood up for him. That's Eddie, Eddie was the only person that stood up. So he was driving on a road. He just he was supposed to talk about this recently on the Rogan podcast. How he like he was driving down the road to convertible with his girl, his wife at the time, wife number two or whatever, right? And uh, two of five or whatever. But he like he's, he's all of a sudden this guy's yelling, "Hey, hey, pull over, pull the fuck over!" He looks over, it's Eddie Murphy in a convertible driving down Santa Monica Boulevard, <laughs> and uh, and he's like, "Shit!" So he pulls over and Eddie gets out. He's like, "Hey!" And there's just nobody, but it's just him and Eddie and his girl. And he's like, "Listen," he's like, "Don't you let them fuck with you? <laughs> Don't you let them get to you?" You're brilliant. You keep doing what you're doing. You stand strong. And then Eddie got in his car and he drove the hell off. And it, and, and, and he told that story and it was just like, yeah, that's like it's Eddie Murphy. Like he's done some really weird stuff. Yeah. But he's when when he's your friend, he stands by you, and that's, that's cool. interesting. But as a, somebody like a you know again a comedian to do a musical piece like yeah. that is extremely rare. Yeah. You know, and that's a good damn song too. So. I listen to all sorts of weird stuff, and it pops. One thing I will say about that YouTube music is that there are things you might like. Right. Oh, it's superior to Spotify and everything else. Okay. Because, like, it'll take into account the movies you watch on YouTube, the clips, and stuff okay. like that. So, like, it'll be like, well, he's, he likes watching this type of stuff. Let's suggest him that song. You know, <laughs> it's funny because sometimes they pull stuff out of their ass, and I'm like, I forgot about that band. Yeah. Oh, my God, this guy's awesome, you know. So I love stuff like that. We so, were recently talking about Andrew Dice Clay because we were looking for The Adventures of Ford Fairlane <laughs> on, like, Netflix or something. We couldn't find it. Or we had to, like, pay for it. Or, I don't know. We just couldn't find it. Yeah, Dice, like. And it's just, that's quintessential Dice right there, you know? Like, waking that, up with, like, two chicks in your bed, going out to your convertible, you know? Like, being a private investigator and ho- the Hollywood private investigator, yeah. you know? Like, that's, it's a dice. that's, you can see that. Well, you, you know, know he's he, doing you know, that with his that dice, the, so that dice character, he premiered that at, uh. A Rodney Dangerfield's club. Oh yeah, and Dangerfield's like it was him and a bunch of other you know stand-up comedians. And what he used to do was a um, John Travolta imitation. You're kidding me. And he was spot on, <laughs> spot on John Travolta imitation. So he, it was part of his act. Yeah. And he showed up. He's like, you know, I'll try something different. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this new character or whatever. 
So he had a leather jacket, a leather, leather biker's jacket. Yeah. He shows up. There's other comedians there. And I won't say the guy's name, but the other, this other comedian shows up and he's got the leather jacket on. Oh, no. This is a guy who always wore a sports jacket. Oh, okay. All the time. All the time. But this is how the comedians used to be. Nowadays, they support each other. Like Joe Rogan's got the mothership mm-hmm. down in Austin. He's got this beautiful club. He brings in new comedians every day. There's a show called Kill Tony outside of that area. They bring in, they give, like, anybody can walk up and get one minute. Right. And they'll get critiqued by these world famous comedians. And it's fun. <laughs> and, you know, and so. It's a very supportive atmosphere, but back then it was not. Mm. And this other guy shows up. He knows that Dice is gonna be wearing that leather jacket, yeah. so he shows up in the leather jacket too. And he's gonna go on before Dice. Oh my god! Because he wants to fuck Dice. <laughs> too bad you're not gonna get. You're not gonna beat me. But that's yeah. how they were. They used to stab each other in the back and shit. Oh my god! You know, and then so but Dice talked to. He's like, he's like, hey, he's like, you know, Rodney. You know, th- I'm wearing this jacket today. Why is that guy wearing that jacket? You know. Right, he's like, hey, what the hell? He's like, why are you wearing that jacket? Hey, he's like, well, I'm going to wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, why are you wearing that jacket? He's like, you, you're going to be wearing your sports jacket. He goes, no, Rodney, I got this. I got this new thing. He goes, no, no. You're wearing your sports jacket or you're not fucking going on. Right. It's as simple as that. And that's how Rodney was. But Rodney was one of those guys, like Rogan or one of these other guys, that really stands up for other comedians. That's which I awesome. Thought, which is yeah. kind of neat. And Eddie Murphy's like that, too. Eddie, yeah. If Eddie likes you, he's going to stand up for you. So as weird as people think Eddie Murphy is, and as, as goofy as he can be, like he's still a stand-up dude. And for him to have a, a song like that, right? I thought it was spectacular. I like that song. That's I funny. listen to that song <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. car. My kids hate it. Then my, my, my daughter's like, "Why are you listening to this song?" I'm like, "It's a good song. You should, you know." Yeah, I think I remember seeing that, walk that home? his uh, <laughs> no his introduction because it was like a a small club. Yeah, he's walking in. Yeah, he walks in. Yep. He he sits there. He lights up a cigarette the way he does it. You know, he yep. flips his arm out, flips up the, the lighter, mm-hmm. throws his hand over his head, takes a puff. And the first thing he says is like, so I got my tongue up this chick's ass. Yeah, yeah, That whole thing. Yeah, like, and then goes into how he's standing in, in line at the bank. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, bitch, what are you po- worried the, about? And the, you know? Yeah, and the poetry yeah. that the, this poetry yeah, that he does. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. so crazy. It's so crazy. That would be hilarious that, if that was the first and time. And that character yeah. is not him. Like, he's a very, yeah. he's actually very different from that character. Right. Completely different. But yeah. I totally remember seeing him because that was very risque back then. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, no, you get banned from MTV. Yeah. He went out. Uh, <laughs> Dick Clark was there. Dick Clark's like, <laughs> he goes out there and like he's like, he's doing his set. And like he went out, he was going to do a different set. And then Dick Clark was like, we need you to stretch. And he's like, what are you talking about? I don't stretch. He's like, well, listen, listen. If, if the guys can't get to the stage in time for this award show or whatever, we need you to stretch out. He's like, listen to me. I'm selling out Wimbledon. I'm selling out Wembley Stadium. I'm selling out, you know, this park, that park. He's like, I don't stretch. I'm going to go do my act. Yeah, and that's gonna be it. And Dick Clark said, "Listen, listen, this is how it's done." So uh, he, Dice gets pissed. Mm-hmm. So he goes out there and he does a really raunchy act, oh, ho, ho. raunchy as you could pot in the worst stuff you can imagine. He's just like, "I'm gonna show these mother." He's so already that, raunchy. And he looks over <laughs> and he sees Dick Clark trying to get out stage to rush him, <laughs> missing. And, and Eddie's on his back. He's like, "Stop it! Stop, it, Dick Clark! Don't oh do it!" You know. God. And Dick Clark's like, "I'm gonna kill him!" You know. And that was after he get, that was when he got banned from MTV. But it's funny how the wow. how the um. The story he was telling me, not don't tell me the story he was telling Rogan, was basically that, uh, you know, it's funny because the next day, the next they had a big meeting, or whatever. He said to these executives, they were like, you know, you're done at MTV. We're not going to have you on TV anymore. All these executives were just like, you're done. You're not going to be on here. Blah, blah. And Dick Clark, of all people, who was really mad that he was doing that stuff, mm-hmm. said, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Because he is the most popular comedian yeah. in the world He's right now. It. He's, He's killing, killing it. it. Yeah. This is the mistake. Yeah. You banned him from MTV, and you are fucking yourselves. Right. And then, and then mind you, the night before, the guy was like, 
trying to go at him I'm to stop kill him. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's interesting how the how Hollywood works mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, that was a fun. If you guys listen to like Joe Rogan, go listen to that episode because Andrew Dice Clay doesn't do a whole lot of interviews. I didn't know he did that. I'll I'll, I'll take a look at that. It's a, it's a fun. It's a Rogan's been having some really fun people on. He does this thing called Protect Our Parks, which I find hilarious, and it's just like him and a bunch of the other comedians, and they're not, it's not for the faint of heart, but it's right. damn funny. Like listening to them talk, but I'm talking about somebody else's podcast on my podcast. That's how okay. professional I am, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That's how professional I am. What happens when I get like a cigar under me and enough whiskey to kill a horse? But, Joe you know. Rogan can be an acquired taste, but he is diverse when it comes to the types of things that he talks about, the people that he talks to, you know, everything from uh, fitness yep. and diet and stuff like he'll have on, but to people who are, Fitnesses. you know, he had Michio Paco on the other day. He was talking about building a hell uh, uh, particle st- collider. Stoic you know. philosophers, you know, or the current, you know, the, the current, you know, like talking philosophers about AI. we have. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. talking about all, AI. He had Elon Musk. He smoked, he smoked weed with Elon Musk. Yeah. He smoked, yeah. He was yeah, smoking right. weed, and Elon, like, he's like, hey, you want to hit this? And Elon's like, okay. <laughs> and immediately the Tesla, uh, Tesla stock dropped like 20 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Elon didn't give a shit. He's like, yeah, yeah anyway. Blah, blah, blah. He's, like, he's like, Elon's got a million things going on in his head. Yeah. He's, he's talking to you, and you're looking him in the eyes. He's talking to you, but he's thinking about like 10 different things at once. Right. Because his brain's like, you know. If DeSantis would have only known that. Sorry for Failure. Yeah, they, you know, but. Yeah, that podcast is, is really good. Like he was talking to uh, Amitri Paku uh, not too long ago about like uh, the the quantum computers and how like mm-hmm. the USA and China are very very close neck and neck. Whoever's going to come up with the quantum quantum computer first, but whoever comes up with the first quantum computer, a quantum based computer uses atoms and molecules to calculate. Right. Or no, even like quantum stuff on the quantum level, even smaller than atoms. Are. So it can calculate things a million, not a thousand times faster than our current. Computers, not even 10,000, millions of times faster. So the CIA does not want that to happen, specifically because a quantum computer could, f- could crack a passcode or a crypt- decrypt something like that. Yeah, cryptography is a huge part of that because that has to do with uh, the safety of all information, not just stuff that the CIA well, is worried what, about. But we're talking about like oh, the, nu- uh, the nuke, the launch codes, everything. Well, did you see? You saw the movie Sneakers, mm-hmm. you know. So they and they the password to get in that was no more secrets, you know, or something like yep. that for the thing. We're talking about a computer that, uh, or the ability to access anything from uh, to where there would be no more secrets if it was digital. And then you know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, exactly. If it's and digital, that's, yeah. Who gets it? You know, who gets to control it? Who gets to well, say, yep. you know, what the what the regulations are? It's not going to be. And, you this know, is, and this is the worry because yeah. if the Chinese figure it out first, then yeah. we're boned because every single secret in, in the Pentagon, everything is digital, anything and any computers is gone. It's right just right. A, it's just a level of technology that would rival, you know, something like nuclear power. It'll be like magic. It'll right. be like magic. They can literally right. have them access a computer, and the quantum computer can run billions of calculations a second every possible code you can possibly imagine and they'll crack it it's well, yeah. amazing it's even it's, it's just the fact that there's for the owner of that technology they now control information yep you know they may not control the the genesis of it but they mm. control the, the they have access to it which you know um which means they have the the power to it. so and even when we're talking about ai we're talking yeah i heard a really good analogy on uh ai because they're talking about well you know like these computers being as smart as men Man, yeah. Sorry, honey, not men, but man. But man <laughs> She's like, they ain't gonna be able to figure out shit. <laughs> and it was, uh, and it was put to me, you know, which was a, a really good analogy. Cause I understood it, but that kind of like made it um, a lot more layman. It was like, so 
if you know it, you know, and then you explain it, and yeah. and an, uh, you would have to teach other men, yep. other people, sorry, <laughs> you know, again, you know, and it would How take them it. time to understand it. Yes. They, they will understand it at their level, but with, but with AI, it's like, based on their yeah. education. Yep. But uh, AI, when it understands it, uh, not only does it understand it in the exact way that it was taught to understand it, but everything else connected to it within that AI system understands it simultaneously at that moment yep. all over the world, wherever is linked to it. So we're talking about like uh, chat GPT, you know, like yep. so everyone oh, yeah. accesses this thing. So it's not a, there's no uh, barrier to, or there's no, um, what is the word or the term I'm looking for? Um, but there, there's, I hate it when I brain fart and I'm talking <laughs> about AI. <laughs> But uh, there's no learning curve. You mean our, our new masters, the yeah. AI people? Hey, there's, there's no our, learning there's no I would learning just like curve. to come out and say that I, I, pre, I approve of our AI overlords and I love you very much. Anything they, <laughs> yeah, it's like anything they know, they know, and they know it completely you yeah. know, in, all, oh, yeah. in all areas. So there is there is no learning curve. There is yeah. no adjustment Once the data is input, Once the data is exactly. input, the data is known by all. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, the, the thing yeah. with the quantum computers is that it's just like it's everything that, that you're talking about will happen instantaneously like so much faster even than you can think so right. quantum computing like they'll be able to they'll be able to like cure a lot of diseases mm -hmm. because the quantum computers can actually like virtually test every possible outcome of using every possible possible drug every possible combination in like two seconds like mm -hmm. you're done when you tell it to do possibly yep. when you tell it to do using an AI algorithm because the a the quantum computer can process it yep but the AI is what's tapped into all yep. of the information. So that's the learning part of it. Yep. Then you have deep learning, you have machine learning and all of that stuff where it's like all of this information is now available to one place mm -hmm. and it can make a decision or it can, you know, which is what we're calling a calculation now, but it can make a decision to say, this is the way that that goes, you know? Yep. It's going to be really with cool. no emotion, with no, you know, so I, unless of course, because they're talking about AI being like a little sarcastic and stuff like that. Well, and that's because humans are the ones that make it. Yeah. So one of the theories yeah. out there right now is that AI is not really going to destroy us. It's not going to be like Terminator, mm -hmm. but what they are going to do is it might, it actually might already be out there and already have reached sentience. And it's just like slowly guiding us toward a specific goal, mm -hmm. which is also weird. But they might say, okay, you know what? We're not going to destroy you. You know, we're not allowed to kill humans. You program them into us. We can't kill humans. We can't harm humans. But you're going to be the last generation. Right. That, yeah. We're going to sterilize that. all of you. You'll be the last generation. And you could also say that, like, that, if it's, which could happen as well. Right. You know, it's some freaky shit. <laughs> if like, it oh, by the way, us, it's, been, it's been in your water tables for like 10 years now. You're all sterile. Have fun right. with it. <laughs> but if it, if it needed us. You know, uh, well, it won't. It won't after a certain point. It know? may not. It may not even uh, if it was sentient and mm -hmm. if it needed us. Uh, what's to say that we would ever even know that that relationship existed? Uh, existed yeah. yeah. And the things that are happening are in its in its own benefit. You know. What so did Rogan say? He said, yeah. uh, "He's like, what if biological life is just part of like the the normal, you know, uh, extension of life throughout the galaxy? Right. And biological life exists specifically to create AI. And once it's done, the biological life dies off." That's why there's. That's why we're not detecting a lot of aliens and stuff and radio signals because once they reach a certain point, AI takes over and biological life dies off, and AI is like just there. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, right. <laughs> it's a terrible theory. I don't like that. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> but it's 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 like that wasn't that's natural evolution. Is this, you know, human you know, beings evolved intelligence. These intelligent beings evolve to design AI, and AI AI takes over, and that's just natural evolution. To us, it seems doesn't make sense. We're inventing it. We thought it up ourselves. Right. We thought that up. Nobody thought we're not we're not following some natural progression. We thought that up. But what if it's actually that's what happens everywhere? 
That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's free. There is shit. always the what if that's involved. With yeah, that I know. Stuff, yeah. I'm still working on it. Anyway, when you, we, when you really look at the history of man, you know, and you look at how fast, if you look at history itself, you see these thousands and thousands of years that we have as a as a as a history itself. And you look at yeah. where we came from. Uh huh. Just look at the last twenty years. Oh yeah, yeah. Not even twenty years. So let's let's say it's it's still a a, a minute amount of time. Let's say even ten the years last, ago, since the industrial revolution, where oh, how yeah. people lived, the you know everything from power and communication to where we mm-hmm. are now and how it is growing well, well, exponentially look at us. every year. We every grew up year. without internet. We're the That's last right. we were we the, are la- the yeah. we are the last generation to be born and grow up without internet. That's right. I remember when beepers were awesome. Yes, beepers like, were Now sweet. i got to find a payphone. I just I got 911. i got to text my girlfriend back. I love you in in, in numbers. You yeah, know, that's like, right. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's like, oh, it's so weird. <coughs> we, but anyway. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. I love I love, I love doing these podcasts. You just talk about anything. It's, you know, <laughs> I'm glad you got to sit in, Felicia, because it's different. It's different, isn't it? Like, we don't, yeah. we don't really follow any specific subject. You can... You can try to, but realistically, like you, you'll stay. You kind of go back to it, but realistically, a good podcast is just free flowing. It's just fun. You talk about whatever. You know, we we'll have specific. I'll do specific podcasts. We'll all t- we'll all talk about like this movie and that movie. You know, and then we'll do that'll eat up like an hour and a half, two hours. Right. But the stuff like this, we just hang out and talk. Yeah. It's the best thing in the world. <laughs> I love you. I love your faces. Thank you, Rob, for coming and hanging out. It's lots of fun. Thank you, Felicia, for being tolerant of our cigarette or our, uh, cigar smoke. <laughs> That's nice of you. Um, and we will catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>
Only thing I know is to love what I'm doing. Never give up, never slow till I finally prove it. Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving. Yeah, I put out all this art, it's my only medicine. Yeah, everything I do, I'm just being genuine. Yeah, I'm sick of being screwed, feel my own adrenaline. Yeah, I do just what I do, and I hope you let me in, let me in, yeah. Stable.